Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives, and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. Today, we are resuming our study in the Gospel according to John, and we're ready for chapters 17 and 18. Previous weeks, uh, we had like the upper room, the supper, that kind of thing going on. Today, we're going to have first the this intercessory prayer that Jesus prays, where he prays for himself, his disciples, for all believers. And then when we get to chapter 18, we have uh, the arrest and betrayal. Uh, we have the denial, Peter denying Christ. Uh, we have Jesus brought before Pilate. And then finally, Jesus condemned and Barabbas released. And so that is what is on our agenda for this morning. I pray that you'll be blessed, uh, that your hearts will be pierced, that you'll be encouraged and strengthened uh, through hearing the Word of God. Let's begin chapter 17, Gospel according to John, King James Bible, verse 1. These words spake Jesus, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. And now, O Father, glorify thou me with thy own self, with the glory which I had with thee before the world was. I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world. Thine they were, and thou gavest them me, and they have kept thy word. Now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee. For I have given them unto them, I have given unto them the words which thou gavest me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray for I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And all mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. And now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to thee. Holy Father, keep through thy own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. And now... Come I to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them thy word, and the world hateth them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray that thou shouldest take th I pray that pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou should keep them from the evil. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the, not of the world. Please note uh, this little section here. 
talking about the world. He says, I have given them thy word, and the world hate them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. The world and the world systems, they hate with great malice Jesus Christ. They hate with great malice the followers. They hate with great malice the one true God and his holy word. I was watching this video yesterday. From 2019, it was a pastor. He was at Indiana University. And he was just kind of being an apologetics, doing an apologetics for the gospel. And the students for two hours lined up and just berated him and mocked him and asked ridiculous questions. And it was just a room full of, full of malice and hatred and even lots of stupidity and ignorance. And I watched it with a cringe. I just... First of all, I felt so terrible for the for the pastor. And then I also had admiration for him that he was able to be patient and kind the whole time. Even though that wasn't what he was receiving. And I was just like, wow, the today's youth are so lost. They're so ungodly. And it was just this perfect picture of how the world acts and how they and how they act specifically towards truth as it relates to god specifically and it was hard to watch and uh i definitely was just kind of downcast a little bit after seeing that because i'm like if this is if this is any indication of how today's young people think the world is in big trouble. But the point that I'm making this morning is that I shouldn't be surprised because Jesus said this 2,000 years ago. I've given them thy word and the world hate them. Why? Because they are not of the world even as I am not of the world. And then Jesus goes on to pray, not that we would be removed from the world, because we have to be a part of it and live here, but that we, we be kept from the evil one, as many translations will say. And the King James just says, from the evil. I pray not that thou should takest them out of the world, but that thou should keepest them from the evil. Or like I said, many translations will say the evil one. Specifically meaning from Satan. Uh, from uh, that form of evil. And in fact, I might have some commentary here for you from a study Bible that I have on my shelf. It says the reference here refers to the protection from Satan and all the wicked forces following him. Though Jesus' sacrifice on the cross was the defeat of Satan... He is still loose in orchestrating his evil system against believers. He seeks to destroy believers, as he did with Job and with Peter, and in general. But God is their strong protector. And so just something to think about. Let's move forward here. Verse 15, verse 16. They are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. 
Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they might also be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word, that they may all be one, as though as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And glorify which thou gavest me, I gave given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved me as thou hast loved, and loved them as thou hast loved me. Father, I will that they also, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast given me, for thou lovest me before the foundations of the world. O righteous Father, the world hath not known thee, but I have known thee, and these have known that thou hast sent me. I have declared unto them thy name, and I will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me may be in them, and I in them. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kedron, where was a garden into which he entered and his disciples. And Judas, also which betrayed him, knew the place, for Jesus oftentimes resorted thither with his disciples. Judas then, having received a band of men and officers from the chief priests and Pharisees, cometh thither with lanterns and torches and weapons. Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? And they answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus saith unto them, I am he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. And as soon as he said unto them, I am he, they went backwards and fell to the ground. Then asked he them again, Whom seek ye? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. And Jesus answered, I have told you that I am he. If therefore you seek me, let these go their way. That the saying might be fulfilled, which he spake of them, which thou gavest me, I have lost none. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it, and smote the high priest's servant, and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Then said Jesus unto Peter, Put up thy sword into thy sheath, the cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? Please note. First of all, Jesus, several times throughout the gospel, implores the title, I am, to indicate who he is. He says, I am, and they fall to the ground. That should have been a warning for them right there, but no, they get up and continue to pursue their wickedness. Now, Peter draws a sword, and you know the story, cuts the guy's ear off. One thing I've always noted is that up to this point, Jesus never 
rebukes Peter for having the sword. The issue that's happening here is Peter trying to get in the way of God's plan. Because that's what, that's what Jesus says. He says, he tells him, says unto Peter, put up your sword. Why? The cup which my father hath given me, shall I not drink it? In other words, this is part of the plan. Verse 12. Then the band and the captain and officers of the Jews took Jesus and bound him and led him away to Ananias or to Annas first, for which was father-in-law to Caphas, to Caphas, which was the high priest that same year. Caiaphas, sorry, I'm mispronouncing that. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. If you remember, he, Caiaphas, accidentally or without his own understanding and knowledge prophesied that Jesus would die for the sake of the people. Just in a different mindset, he was thinking that for the people would be better off if he was removed because he's spreading this, you know, this idea. And uh, so that's, that's what it's referring to here. Now Caiaphas was he which gave counsel to the Jews that it was expedient that one man should die for the people. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. That disciple was known unto the high priest and went in with Jesus unto the palace of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door without. Then went out that other disciple which was known unto the high priest and spake unto her that kept the door. And brought in Peter. Then saith the damsel that kept the door unto Peter, Are, the, are not thou also one of this man's disciples? And he saith, I am not. And the servants and officers stood there who made a fire of coals, for it was cold. And they warmed themselves. And Peter stood with them and warmed himself. And the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. And Jesus answered him, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple whither the Jews always resort. And in secret have I said nothing. Why askest thou me, ask them which heard me? What I have said unto them, behold, they know what I said. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? And Annas had sent him bound unto Caiaphas the high priest. And Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. They said therefore unto him, Are not thou one of his disciples? And he denied it and said, I am not. And one of the servants of the high priest, being his kinsman, whose ear Peter cut off, saith, Did not I see thee in the garden with him? Peter then denied again, and immediately the cock crew. Then led they Jesus from Caiaphas unto the hall of judgment. And it was early, and they themselves went not into the judgment hall, lest they should be defiled, but they might eat the Passover. Pilate then went out unto them and said, What accusation bring you against this man? And they answered, and they said unto him, if he were not a malefactor, we would not have delivered him unto thee. 
Then said Pilate unto them, Take ye him, and judge him according to your law. The Jews therefore said unto him, It is not lawful for us to put any man to death, that the saying of Jesus might be fulfilled, which he spake, signifying what death he should die. Then Pilate entered the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? And Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thy own nation and the chief priests had delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would fight. That I should be delivered to, that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now my, now is my kingdom not from hence. And Pilate therefore said unto him, Are thou king then? And Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause I came into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Every one that is of the truth heareth my voice. And Pilate saith unto them, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews, and saith unto them, I find in him no fault at all. But you have a custom that I should release unto you one of one at the Passover. Will you therefore that I release unto you the king of the Jews? Then cried all again, saying, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber. And that is the end of chapter 18. Pilate, trying to get himself out of this mess, thinks, well, I'll release, I'll give them the option between this criminal uh, and Jesus, who's clearly not done anything, and surely they'll, they'll think, ra they'll be rational here and, and choose Jesus, but no, they cry out, for Barabbas. The thing about Barabbas, I've been, th I've been thinking about this this morning. There's two connections that I see. One is definitely a connection, and the other is maybe a connection. The connection that is definitely a connection is, in many ways, Barabbas represents us. We're the, we are the guilty party. We are the ones deserving of punishment, deserving of death. And yet, because of the sacrifice of Christ, we get to go free while he was crucified. The other connection, and I'm not certain that it's a connection, but I've often pondered it, and I'm sure I've mentioned it on the podcast before, is Barabbas is also a picture of the scapegoat that we see uh, in the law of Moses. Well, if we go to Leviticus, chapter 16, verse 7 through 10, here's what it says. And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for the scapegoat. And Aaron shall bring the goat upon which the Lord's lot fell and offer him for a sin offering. But... The goat on which the lot fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. 
just something to ponder, something to think about. It's a rough story to to read. Uh, You see the wickedness of the religious leaders. By the way, they, in some of the Gospels, they, they chant, Let his blood be on our heads and our children's head, which was another prophecy because that's exactly what happened. And Caiaphas, who's supposed to be this great man of faith and religion, is leading the people in evil. He's prophesying that he that the Messiah would be a sin offering, and that he would, uh, you know, die for the sake of the people, and not even understanding it. So much going on there uh, that we could examine for hours. I guess the the main thought that I'm thinking about is the Barabbas thing. You know, we are the guilty party. And yet, we have been set free, and Christ pays the price that we deserve. Thanks for listening this morning. I pray that you've been blessed, that you've been strengthened, and that the Word of God has spoken to your heart. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.